This is the Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1143, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, it's artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, dog? He's here on time today. And from LA, <laughs> you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. What's up? Uh, you guys look great. Uh, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, Jesse, why are you standing up? Why are you this so is tall? very strange. It's very dis- disarming. You know, I, I've been sitting a lot. Like, like, I mean, when you guys work, are you guys seated pretty much all day? Yeah, pretty much. I, I move around and I have a standing desk over there and I have a sitting desk here. And I, just I, I need to stand up more. That That's that's my revelation. I realized that I think I've sat for, I, I haven't calculated the hours, but it's, it's, it's a lot of hours seated. And I'm not only standing today and feel... As fresh as I've felt all week, I've been drinking lots of coffee this morning as well. Um, <laughs> but but I also I just feel I feel a little healthier. You know, I tend to slouch as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. I'm standing. I'm considering going full Sky Mall and getting one of those little little those pedal things or a desk <laughs> treadmill. Don't don't do that. No, what, don't, don't do that. that. You, don't, you don't need a desk treadmill. No, just tell, go, tell go me, walk tell to me, lunch. T- I want to hear. I want to hear your desk treadmill take, Derek. Sweating all the computer. <laughs> you you just don't need it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just imagine like you sweating. I just don't get it. It's <laughs> like Dwight had that bouncy ball that he sat on that one time. You <laughs> yes. know, like it you're going <laughs> to use it for three times. That's what you're going to do. You're going to use it three times, and then it's going to go into a closet. I just want to see what my pod energy is if I'm if I'm slowly slowly walking the entire time because I feel like that's the thing it has to be at a pace where you're not out of breath you're just barely moving you know you're gonna be on calls breathing like Tony Soprano you know it's like ah, doing this you know you're like in a retirement bike. home where they have like the old people do like like things to stay limber you know yes. like don't sit around but they have to like play paddle ball or whatever I mean like you're clap. Can I be honest? I think we all saw the video, right, of of the retirement community where they're just sitting around and they're playing like children's hand games. You know, no, no, no I've never seen that. I think we have different algorithms. No, I've never seen. I don't have a big no, retirement community in my algorithm. Yeah, I, no. it's just not, it's just not a priority. I know we've all, why did you say it so confidently? <laughs> Maybe it's because you're like shopping online for like desk treadmills and stuff, and like. The algorithm thinks you're 74 years old. <laughs> Cameron, I thought that's what you were referring to. There was like a video that went around and people were like, no, How I'm referring to the and- fact that old people in the retirement homes, they give them little things to do while they're sitting there watching TV, like to squeeze yeah. their hands and to move their feet to keep them like. Well, it's weird limber. you say that. It's weird you say that because I saw a video and people were like, How dystopian? And I had the. I have the opposite thought. I can't wait till I'm in a retirement home. It looks awesome. Really? People wait. It's basically it's basically an all inclusive resort. It is. Like no, you it have is. people that are in charge of your entertainment. They make up your room. You 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 have no worries in the entire world. You have nothing to do all day. But but just hang out and play board games. We I love a big board that. game. A big board game guy. They, they got bingo nights. That's true. It is an all inclusive. You know, shuffleboard outside. This they makes got, a lot of you sense know, now. Like golf, you're just old man Jesse. I love that. Yeah. But you know what? Some of the ones in Florida are. I mean, there's one right where my parents live, where they have like a. It's like its own city, and they have restaurants. They yeah. have a movie theater, but it's you have to be within the community to go. 
and it looks pretty incredible. They have they have like it's like a cruise, you know. Cruises have like plays, like they have like Legally Blonde on ice and stuff. It's constantly they have games. It's like it's amazing. I I I don't I wouldn't mind it. Me and my wife just nothing to worry about. Three meals three meals a day. You know how, how is it different? How is it different than all inclusive resort? Other than you're not at a not a resort. I'm sure some have pools. What, what am I missing here, Jesse? Just go move to the villages, which is yes. the world's largest retirement community here north of Orlando. The villages they have 56 golf courses in the villages. I, I, but, here, but here's the thing. Oh, but, but they're still that's responsible crazy. for they're still responsible for like making their beds and clean. I don't, I'm talking not necessarily. They got the condos, they got the buildings, they got the individual houses. Yeah. I want the, I want, I want like a retirement community where someone's taking care of you, you know, resort style. That's that's called assisted living. And that's for people on about to die. I don't know about that. (laughs) I want to go early and enjoy those years. A lot of people are dreading them. A lot of people are saying in that video, how sad. Not me. I was like, no, nah, that seems pretty chill. I got a calendar. Someone knocks on the door. Hey, hey, Mr. Mr. Carey. Activity time. Great. Let's go. A calendar is cool. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. A calendar is cool. You, you having know, a built-in I, social calendar is your dream. The fact that you get to go out and hang out with everybody every day, do activities. Yeah. You basically no, I, live in a retirement home now on your cul-de-sac. You guys are all like, that is true, but you I know. still am responsible for making the bed <laughs> or basic chores. I want I want the full experience. I just think the retirement community thing has gotten a bad rap. And if my first step to get there early is the desk treadmill, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up the later. Bizarre show. It's all because you're at a standing desk. Like the energy most changes, people right? Moving. Most, move most people do stuff like this for health reasons, you're doing it because you're just prepping for your retirement phase. Exactly. All I got to worry about is pickleball, you know, is, is, have you played pickleball? Are you a pickleball person? You know, I, um, the, the rec center that I like to go to has converted some of the basketball courts and pickleball courts, very controversial in the pickup basketball community, pit this pickleball thing. But (laughs) I was, it was a bummer because I, I liked playing there, but I started watching and it's mostly, I think I would, I would definitely be the youngest player out there, but I was so inspired watching that. I went out and bought all this pickleball gear. Like I legit like went to target and bought paddles and, and the little wiffle ball deals. And, you know, I was ready. I haven't touched them since they're just sitting <laughs> in my garage. And that was probably two months ago. How did it become popular? Like, because Hipsters this is in just, LA. Oh, okay. I mean, they like honestly, celebrity that's, that's games out here for like, you know, it's crazy. Pickleball There's celebrity tournament. One of the members of the the family that owns the Magic uh, owns. I just saw the other day owns our new professional pickleball team in Orlando. There's like there's a league, and they're building this huge like interactive like sports entertainment complex that's, that's cool. all pickleball courts inside and outside, and it's like the official like facility for this professional pickleball team. Okay, like, I understand the sports, but not the entertainment. Because I did watch pickleball one day, like one day I was on like a Saturday afternoon, just kind of thumbing through. And on ESPN, one of the ESPNs had professional pickleball. It is, and I've watched a lot of boring's. I used to love watching World's Strongest Man contest on <laughs> ESPN back in the day. I know, like throwing the logs, and you love it. Yeah, so. I love firing up some novelty sports here and there, like yeah. drone racing, whatever it is, man. Like 
I'll give tag. it a whirl. We were, watch, we were watching uh, the trampoline basketball league when I was at your house last night. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. It, yeah, dude. ESPN it's awesome. Ocho, what is this? How do you watch that? It's called slam, it's called slam ball. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the professional tag, I'm down for all of it, right? You guys heard me last show talk about my own idea for a novelty sports game show. Hold my beer. Can can they jump over it? Yeah. Yeah. Can they jump over it? Wedding cakes. I've been thinking. But the the professional fickleball is unwatchable. It is the most boring thing I've ever seen. Like who in this sports entertainment world is going to be like, hey, let's let's go watch a professional pickleball. The ball doesn't move that fast. Mm. That's the thing. It's like a whiffle. The whole That's why old people can play it. It's tennis exactly with it a is, wiffle ball, so it goes way it, it slow. Is, or yeah, it is brutal, brutal yeah. to Jesse, watch. Jesse, is it that it's boring, or is it that we haven't got our celebrity yet? To make that game, you know what I'm saying? Like for baseball, we needed Babe Ruth, we needed Jackie Robinson. You know, it was uh, it just wasn't good. And then basketball, Look, we needed Jordan, we needed Will Chamberlain, we needed certain celebrities to to elevate it. You think that's what we're missing? Hmm. Someone just to dominate there, it. There are there are stars. I one day went down the rabbit hole and saw and like looked at the best players in the world. It's not going to help. I don't care who. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> It's a, you could have the Michael Jordan of pickleball, but you know, be he like you could have someone who is like winning every championship by a huge margin and is, is the greatest athlete in their sport. I'm telling you, it's unwatchable. It is the most boring thing I've ever seen. But people love it, playing I, it. That's the difference. So it's, I just googled pickleball stars. So the number yeah. one pickleball star is Ellen DeGeneres. No, for real. Gar- Gary V. Jamie Fox loves it. He Jenna, owns a team. Yeah. Yep, Jenna Bush Hager, Michael Phelps, Bill Gates, George Clooney. Is this the Epstein uh, Island Leonardo list or DiCaprio, is this the Tom Tom Brady? So <laughs> hey, I think you put all those people in a in a tournament on NBC, it'll get some attention. Yeah, that's different. They may not if we stay do a celebrity, if we do a celebrity tournament, yeah. that changes the game a lot. I think what do you think, Jesse? I, I will, I'll say this. I watched the celebrity all-star game, right? Oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. Listen, it wears off about five minutes in. It's like, I can see, I can see why George Clooney's a movie star yeah. because he's the only doing sports. The only time celebrity sports ever was good was MTV's rock and jock tournament yes. where they would have like Dan Cortez and they had crazy like obstacles in the baseball field and Even like all football. that stuff. Remember when MTV did football with the Nelly was catching yeah. it? We were like, what? Rock and Jock was dope for sure. Rock and Jock yeah. was dope. That's it. There, there, there was, was, there was right. novelty elements. Like there's a re like, I don't want to see like, listen, Jamie Foxx, he puts out a new movie. He's probably going to be awesome. Right. I'll watch right. it. Sure. Why would I want to watch him play pickleball <laughs> against Ellen DeGeneres? Like, <laughs> True. I'd All rather right. watch. I, to your point, I'd rather watch Jamie good Fox versus play. Ellen DeGeneres is crazy. I mean, I'm sure they play. I mean, he he's he's passionate about it. He really? has a pickleball court at his house. He owns a team. Like he's like one of the grandfathers of the sport. Like pushing wow. it forward. Like yeah, Jamie Fox. It's okay, deal. here's the red flag. It, this, these are people with too much money and time. Okay, <laughs> tell me when a real investor comes in. Not not in the, like novelty people trying to make well, this sport. The cool. Orlando Magic it, ownership team owns a professional team here that they're launching. So. They say Will Ferrell is a big pickleball player. I'd love to see him. Mm. He I, he would be hilarious because his shorts are going to be too small, and he's going to be out there being real goofy. Jamie Foxx versus Will Ferrell mic'd up. I would watch yes, that. Sir. That's yes, money. Sir. I would have yes, to. Yeah. I guess. Luis just... Guzman? 
Luis? Yeah. I think I'm just mad at them taking over the basketball court. I think think that's the real thing. (laughs) Yeah, you have a bone to pick. This all comes down to a deep-seated resentment towards the fact you can't work out at the basketball court. But but there but there's like pickleball. They're all wearing pickleball gear and like I mean it is it's a lifestyle. What's what kind of gear do you wear in pickleball? I mean they have like pickleball brands and novelty shirts. Yeah, <laughs> Timu yeah. shirts that say pickleball. Yeah, <laughs> say pickleball. They're building a big city park a uh, half mile from my house and uh, and and they're building a big ten- tennis center is what they announced. This was they announced it like five years ago. It's under construction and uh, big tennis center. You know, like twelve cords all this kind of stuff and they announced about a year ago that they're modifying the plans to convert half of them to pickleball courts and the the city is like like the residents are like upset half of them are upset and half of them are like thrilled about it so it's, so what's going to happen when this loses steam right mm. you can have a bunch yeah. of think it will lose lines steam on basketball courts yes because handball Absolutely. like you know handball has been around for decades and like in california handball is like a like saturday you can't get pickleball they have pickleball on one side and they have handball and by me too cameron they're building an entire pickleball in long beach yeah it's that popular that they're willing to put like 30 million dollars in it taxpayer money that's what i'm saying so, it's like so we're beanie babies beanie babies really <laughs> you, i have a lot of those Thank in the house you. I've never, I've never played. Just to be clear, I have no skin in the game. No, none of my basketball courts were taken over by pickleball. I'm not bitter about pickleball. I've never watched it. Uh, well, that's not true. On a cruise last year, I watched it because we were eating lunch and it overlooked the basketball courts. And for an hour during the midday, they converted the basketball courts to pickleball. Took it courts. over. And yeah. all these like old people were like, "Ding, ding, ding!" And I was it's like, "It's very right. slow." It's a very yeah. slow. first time I heard about pickleball was when they thought Jamie Foxx was dead. <laughs> Yeah. And his daughter, <laughs> for real. And his daughter said, no, he's fine. He's playing pickleball at the house. First I time I, like, first time is, I heard about I like, what it is pickleball? was from celebrity pastor friends, mm. pre-scandal days, like a few years ago, you know, okay. like, like they were, they, they, they all were playing each other in it and stuff. Like it's the hot new thing in LA. Wow. And I'm like, they all know first. It? If you ever want to know what's popular, just you got to find a celebrity pastor and you got to yeah. ask them what is what's trending right now. They know they're yeah. the ones they're just connected. It's Pickleball. like a barber. The Are you calling them hype beasts? No, you know, you, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. They're hype priests. They're they're around so many people that are trying to like get their attention and so many people. So I always feel like they're always introduced uh, to whatever's okay. new. So it's like, yeah, like, of course, Ritual Kristen knows about pickleball and all these cool things because everyone's like, hey, you hear about this new thing that everyone's doing? Like, you know, I would put a caveat. You want to know the new thing that's kind of cool, but also pretty cringe? <laughs> they, they'll tell you, like, like dust, that's the thing. Dust treadmills. <laughs> I never said it was cool. I just said, I just want to see how it affects my energy. You, you guys can laugh all you want, but I'm going to have great circulation and uh, what other. You're going to have veins popping on your calves by you know, <laughs> six months from now. Wow. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> You're going to look like Popeye. Your legs are going to look like Popeye, where it's like your calves are just enormous, but everything else is tiny or regular. (laughs) Your calves are just going like this all day long. Good. Good. (laughs) Just constant calf Your pants are going to fit weird, dude. You're going to be shorts only. Anyway. All right. I'll get them tailored. (laughs) Bell bottoms. You have to only buy bell bottoms from now on. It's called boot cut. No big deal. All right. Uh, like I said, we have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we talked to indie rock band. I don't know how, but they found me. They have a brand new album that just came out, and we talked to them about that. At the end of the show, we have a new game called Fact or Fiction News Roundup. But stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Slices. I had 12 behind me.
me, what would Jesus do? Hey, they calling that standard on business. They say I won't pop if I can't do the gimmicks. They say I'm too Christian, I don't want the image. Uh, covered in the blood, whole lot of red demons coming for my head, but I treat it like a flag. You can't tell me I ain't blessed. No. Uh, I ain't need a private jet. Tell me I'm a lag. No. How they wanna cancel me, dog? I care less. No. You're listening to Marty and Derek Minor. The song is Nope. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Uh, Congrats on the release last Friday. Yeah. Certain. Amazing. It's number two in New Zealand right now. Randomly, that happened. It's lit. Uh Hey. Really cool. They know know what's next. If I'm looking at any future trends. Yeah. They actually, believe it or not, this is a true fact, um, NF started blowing up in New Zealand first, then it went to Australia. Like he blew up overseas first and then they just kept pushing it, Sweden, Mm -hmm. all these different countries. And then it came to America. They hadn't heard Eminem. So they they thought (laughs) he was messed up. No, no, for real. They put him on a couple Mm -hmm. playlists out there and it just, they took to it and overseas blew up. And by the time he went to America, it was a full-fledged star. So, you know what? We're number two in New Zealand. We'll start there. Love when, it, man. when how closely do you guys watch like when it, when there's a drop like this how closely are you watching Char- like Derek you're saying no is it because it's the, 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 the answer from the two of them is completely opposite because before you came on Jesse Marty was like and we're here on this chart and we're on this chart and we're here everything. this and that whatever and Derek's like cool yeah like Derek's I, like I just I like to know all the analytics and, and yeah. yeah Derek I, when did that when did that shift for you it shifted probably. After a seventh number Probably one, one. after a seventh number one, he was tired of it. After he was his, so bored of it. After his third Grammy, yeah, it, it, he it, was it, like, it shifted, like, I don't it shifted need probably about four or five years ago. It, it, yeah. It, yeah, because it, it'll drive you nuts. Because the thing is, you can't control it. Like, you, I can't control what playlist they put me on. I can't control the response. So the thing is, the more I check it, it's almost feel like gambling or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's just like that. You're like, ah, oh, hopefully it keeps going up or whatever. So like, for me, I had to start protecting my mental. Mm, yeah. So now weird. I just, you know, I'll check the analytics. I won't not, I'll check them, but it'll be like maybe at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, two or three times a week. I try not to 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 look at it too much. Yeah. It's almost smart. like doctors tell people who are trying to lose weight, like don't get on the scale every day. It's going to mm, drive you nuts because exactly. your body's going to fluctuate. Yeah. Just check yep. it every week or every few weeks, you know, like just progress over time, you know, kind of thing. Back when yeah. I was over, like doing uh, web content on the on the site, I had I had to take the analytic Google Analytics off my phone because of the same kind yeah, of man. thing. I was really? like, "This is unhealthy." I'm like, I was constantly. He'd wake up in the I, middle I, of the night and like start checking. I'd literally analytics. wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "I wonder how many concurrent we have right now." And it was to the point where it's like, I don't know if this is healthy. I, I totally get that, Derek. I haven't got there yet. Yeah. I'm still but I think unhealthy. It has to, you have to have the, got to that threshold right. yet. 
of unhealthy. I'm 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 doing uh, what, exactly what you said, uh, but it hasn't hit me where I'm like, you know, you have to have that like pro, like oh, you know, what am I doing? I haven't had Marty. That. Sometimes sometimes friends need to sit you down Here it goes. and tell you something that you're not seeing Marty, about yourself. Here it goes. Mar- Marty goes, I can, I can stop whenever I want to. Yeah. I just don't want to stop. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what Marty's saying. <laughs> I don't need to do it. I like to do it. <laughs> Derek, I would, like, I would like you to start. How has Marty's analytics obsessions hurt you? Please. Some people call it an obsession. Marty, Derek is holding the tennis ball right now. Derek. <laughs> Brother, I just, I just don't want to get a name calling right now. I just don't these, want to get a name calling. Things have not been the same since we dropped this sable, bro. Like, I just can't get a text message back. Yeah, from where me. are you? You're just lost in analytics now. I'm always charged up, ready to go. It's I bad. don't feel. I don't. I gotta be honest. I don't feel safe with you behind the wheel right now. <laughs> I think you're a danger to yourself and others. Yeah, we dropped to number nine in New Zealand. Oh, no. Anyway, all right. Uh, slices. All right. What do you have, Jesse? Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a twofer just because it's. Love it. Well, I was going to say because it's Friday, but it's Tuesday when you're hearing this. But uh, I'm in a Friday mo- mood. So we're going to do a twofer. Um, Elon Musk has given an update on the first Neuralink patient. Mm. Now, they've been very secretive about, you know, the first human testing of Neuralink, which is right. a. Um, implantable device that gives people, uh, you know, the long-term sort of vision for it is that it can cure a lot of ailments by stimulating different parts of the brain using kind of really precise electrical impulses. Curing paralysis, Um, blindness, deafness, things like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're, in order to do it, they're, they're really trying to fine-tune its interface, which interacts with technology. So, in order to kind of release those different signals, it has to be really tied into some sort of external electronic device. And in order to do that, they're basically seeing if they can enable tele, tele, telepathy. Oh, good Lord. Telepathy. Thank you, Derek. Uh, you, the ability to control things with your mind. Um, so, Elon has said that the first patient has no ill effects right now um, and can control a mouse on a computer just by using their brain at this point. Now, by thinking um, about it. Yeah, that's just crazy. by thinking about it. So, it's not like um, Apple, Google, or uh, Vision Pro where tracking. it's like eye tracking you. No, he's just thinking, I would like to open that, that program. And then it, 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 the mouse goes over there and opens it. And now, now this is something they've already perfected in some primates. Basically, they, you know the game Pong, uh, yeah. where you can, you know, basically like you could you control the vertical movement. It's basically of, pickleball on a screen. Exactly, it's it's rudimentary pickleball. <laughs> they gave, they had they had one of these devices that they planted in like a chimpanzee or whatever, and they gave him a joystick and to play Pong with. The chimpanzee wasn't aware the joystick wasn't plugged in. It, the 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 pong paddle is actually moving because of the the, the chimpanzee's uh, uh, brain. So so there has been uh, some progress, and according to Elon, I guess he's sort of incentivized to say this that the patient has had no ill effects, but very promising, and I think very cool technology. I know a lot of people were skeptical at first when it's like, oh, you can implant music right into your head, but really, it I think the the medical benefits for people that are are suffering real. Neurological conditions are, are is tremendous because if you think about it, a pill or conventional medicine, chemically alters chem, you know body chemistry. This uses basically electricity to to change body chemistry. So very mm-hmm. cool update. 
The other one I wanted to give is uh, a study on a website, uh, taste.com, that looked at um, Gen Z's favorite restaurants. Mm. Okay. We always, I, I, hear, I hear a lot of gloom and doom. Maybe, maybe it's just because like algorithms like heavy content and how. Just, um, what's, the, what's the name of the site? Taste. I thought it was taste. Taste.com doesn't exist. It is take oh the takeout.com. I oh, think they so have a big be, taste bear. Be, be careful. <laughs> you go wide. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to be sending people over to like Russian hacker sites. All right. No, that's that's <laughs> my personal that's my personal site where you I tell you uh what the people of New Zealand like because they have a great taste. It's a, it's a great site. Taste.com um, is your curation taste making site. I like it. It, it, it. Only in New Zealand. Um it's only I blocked every IP except for New Zealand because they're the tastemakers. Um this is so you hear a lot of gloom and doom about you know people's kind of financial outlook and there's not social anymore. Well, Gen Z broke down their top full service chains. I want to read the the ones that stuck out to me are number one and three. Okay, okay. just for context, Chili's, mm. which I feel like as a millennial, that's that's top dog by by a wide margin. Is it, it? dude? It's a it's. It, so much more popular than you realize. I was, I literally was watching news the other day about how Chili's is exploding. It's the number one uh, seller of margaritas in America. Oh, wow. And 20% of their sales are burgers, something like billions of burgers. Like he was saying, like every second of every day, somebody's ordering a burger at, at Chili's and they're about to like invest in burgers now. Like they're going to become a huge burger restaurant. So, wow. Well, it's huge. I don't know. Uh, so I, can't, I can't remember last college time I've seen a Chili's. Yeah, they, yeah exactly. In places where like every college, I always find that out. Like, you know, where are you going to go? And yeah. it's always affordable. Yes, yeah, it's reasonably priced. And that's what stuck out to me about this survey. Because everything I read online is all this fear in Gen Z. But their number one uh, favorite full-service chain is Seasons 52. I don't know if you what? guys been to Seasons yeah, 52. that's like an their last elderly week. restaurant to me in Boca. Like that's one of those restaurants for like last older week. people. Yeah. It's very expensive I, though. They they change the menu 52 times a year, right? That's the whole construct, no, right? No, no seasonal Seasons 52. So they change it four times a year. Just why? It's, what's the 52 come from? 52, 52 weeks. weeks in just saying. But no, I'm saying, I'm, like, I, we were there the last day of the winter season menu, and the next day, either way, it's bougie. The, it's bougie. Is my point. This ain't no chilies, okay? <laughs> the, the, it's it's owned by the same people who own like Bahama Breeze and Red Red Lobster and Olive Garden. Oh. Just FYI, so slightly, slightly up there. Slightly, yeah. So that's a little the, bit of it's economy so it's, plus. It's not yeah, first economy. class. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Well, here's number three on their list. A millennial wouldn't dare put this on the list. You know, <laughs> Gen Z's out there, they seem to be doing just fine because they got Ruth's Chris coming in at three. Ruth's Chris? What? I've been to Ruth's, I've been to Ruth's I, Chris. How can any Gen Chris Zer afford it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. This counters that narrative. <laughs> that's crazy. Us millennials are out here, you know, the best night out ever is at Chili's. You know, we've still got Ruby Tuesday probably creeping up. What a on jump. Right? The jump from... Uh, yeah. To, to Ruth Chris is unbelievable. But I'm, yeah. you know, immediately my mind went to this like Gen Zers, a lot of them were still in high school, middle school, obviously, up to about 25 years old. But I'm just thinking they're going to restaurants. The majority of the restaurants they've gone to in their life was with their parents or for special mm. occasions. So the family went to Seasons 52. The fam- but I'm trying to think, I don't know that many people that go to Ruth's Chris for 
like dad's like birthday ever. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe they've gone once in their life, you know, like that's crazy. Anyway. By the way, when's, when's the last time you guys have rolled, rolled into an outback? Um, in the last I mean, year I went, but prior to that, it had been I've, 15 I've, years. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, activity about outback and their stakes on TikTok. Like a lot. Like I've probably seen three videos now that I think about it this week, comparing it to Texas Roadhouse, comparing it to a sizzler, which I have over here. So I have been seeing it. Saw it three times this week. So tell me about it. I, I have a hot take. I think if there if if I were if it's I were fantastic. investing, huh? That's it's fantastic. Thank you. That's I here this is my prediction. If I if I were I don't know if it's I don't know if Outback has an IPO I don't know if it's a publicly traded company I like to think it is I like to think it's based in Tampa I know that uh, I think there's an OTB on on the stock ticker and it's worth billions and billions of dollars I would invest in Outback I think Outback to your point Marty is poised to to, to blow up I think it's going to be hmm. like this chain that comes out of nowhere I'm seeing Outback all over on Jesse, social media too and I'm getting like. Bloomin Brands is the owner. Bloomin because they're they're Bloomin Onion. Bloomin Brands. And in 2012, they went public. You can uh, buy the stock under the ticker symbol BLMN. Bloomin. So wow, what's it trading for? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna Cameron. I'll okay. find out. You, Cameron, you went, uh, you went recently. You went recently. Last Marty. year, C- CNBC headline: Outback Steakhouse owner's stock rises after activists start. Of like an activist investor bought a big stake and like they're raising money no, and they're no growing right now. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> an activist investor bought a big stake and that's all it took. <laughs> you, literally, the headline Porter says buy S T A K E stake know, buy stake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big mix up. It was just a guy in an airport bought a stake and uh, yeah, it's yeah. been it's been pretty much hanging at thirty dollars a wow. share for the past twelve years. C- Cameron, let me ask you this: You yeah. went recently, yeah. Did it not great, blow your mind? Great experience. Bread's incredible. Service is great. Like good environment. Steaks are phenomenal. Yeah. My parent, my family, because of just uh, location convenience, the midway point for us to meet up for dinner is a long, longhorn steakhouse that we eat at like, like all the time. And, yeah. uh, I much preferred the Outback experience to longhorn. Like it was remarkably better. I think, I think if there's any restaurant chain that is poised, I'm talking huge comeback here. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen a I haven't seen a commercial in years. I remember they were everywhere and they yeah. were great. And it was back. <laughs> no rules, just right. You know, no rules, just right. Yeah, cry. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot the Australian guy was on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the only accents it's politically correct to make fun of anymore. Early and- early days of the podcast. I'm saying early days. I'm saying when Jesse first started with the company, we just started the podcast. I. Like there was the height of the Outback Steakhouse Australian host guy doing the commercials, and Hillsong was fairly new at the time. <laughs> and I went on this rant on the podcast that it's creepy. I just saw a Brian Houston sermon on TV on Sunday, and he sounds exactly like the Outback Steakhouse guy. And I went on and on and on about guys. This is uncanny how much they sound alike. And so on the podcast, the producer pulls up the commercial and a Brian Houston preaching clip and played them side by side. They sound nothing alike. I was just being completely racist to the Australians, not realizing that, that they wow. all don't sound the same, but Church. they don't sound the same. Praise God. 
Yeah. Praise God for growth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, all Australians don't sound the same, just FYI. Yeah. Huh? I'm with you, Jesse. Why are we talking about Outback again? Oh, the list of uh, Gen Z's favorite restaurants. Yeah, so Gen Z seems to be doing just fine. They're, they're evidently going to Roost Chris all the time. So They got that bread, boy. So Bloomin' yeah. Brands owns not only Outback, but also Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, okay. and Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar. Those are great restaurants. Cut, yeah, I would cut all of them and go all in on Outback. Trim the fat. Let's go. Who's going to? Sorry, Carabas. I'll go to Bonefish. I'll go to Bonefish. Bonefish like is great. special occasion though. Special, yeah, special like occasion. My mom's birthday. Yeah, go to, We're go going to Bonefish. Bonefish. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep. We'll my, keep but my parents fold. go there after church on Sundays. Bonefish is just kind of like their after church restaurant. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. It's a good. It's a good restaurant. Yeah. That's a good question right. to ask Gen Zs. Like, what's your parents' after church restaurant that you would always go to with them? Because I feel like there was one right. or two that we always went to every. Like, I was like, can we find somewhere new? No, we have to go to this Cuban restaurant, Padrinos. I'm like, okay. For us, it was Padrinos always next Quincy. to you. Yeah. Uh, Quincy's Cam? Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Uh, Quincy's Steakhouse, the one with the buffet and stuff that predated Golden Corral and crap. We always uh-huh. went there. Quincy's, yep. Ponderosa for us. It same thing. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, we were big Taco Bell fam. Big <laughs> Taco, Mexican pizza. You get a lot of food there. Yeah, your dad's you know? feeding eight people back in the '90s for like twelve bucks. That's amazing. <laughs> exactly. It was. T- <laughs> That's amazing. It's great time. Gordita yeah, Crunch great just time. came out. All right, we've spent too much time on restaurants. Sorry. What do you have? Uh, what do you have, Marty? A man who had broken up with his girlfriend, and he developed an a AI technology to help him sort through Tinder and find a match. So he developed this technology and he was able to create a conversation. It would talk to women. It would, it would, it would remove women that would not work. Like if they had alcohol or some, a Zodiac sign, it would, it would start sifting through 5,000 different women. This man in Russia of all things, for some reason, I always feel like Russians are just so good at hacking and, and technology and AI. I don't know. There's something over there that they're doing. It's called propaganda. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> um, so this guy, Alexander, he developed this technology that <clears throat> was able to sift through over 5,000 different women, go through their photos, even talk to them. And eventually it starts sorting it out into a couple hundred women. And uh, he started taking it. You know, he, he actually had to tailor it a little bit because at first the AI was a little inappropriate. And so as over time, he was able to tailor this and eventually meeting his wife. So this man develops this technology. Um, he's talking to many women and he started going on dates and uh, ended up finding his wife off this service. Now, he's not offering the service. So if you're thinking, hey, you know, I, I would love to figure this out. I'm single. You know, let's let's go through Tinder right now and let's start swiping. Uh, it's not available. He doesn't want to give it to anyone. Uh, but the funny part about it is that his wife, his future wife, because he's engaged right now, found out about that. And she was totally fine with it. She thought it was a really smart uh well, she, she asked him, like, how much of our conversations was I talking to AI and how much was I talking to you? And he was like, it was all AI. <laughs> like, he was having none of the conversations. And then it would finally get to the point in the conversation where they would line up a date. He would go on the date. But the woman had no idea that they had never spoken to him. They were speaking to his AI. And it, so. it knew all his preferences. It knew everything about him. So it was yeah, so yeah. it was so perfectly tailored to I mean, yeah. he had to work it out. I mean, there's there's like four versions of it that he made. Genius, really genius move. But he was able to tailor it to the point where you couldn't even tell. You couldn't right. even tell the difference. And it would sort and be like, this is so and to the point where it even told him, You should propose to this girl. 
That's how accurate wow. it was. Wow. He's the only guy that that thought with AI and said, "Should I mass produce this to the world?" Because most people are just like throw it out. But he's like, "Ah, no, nah, I'm gonna keep this to my chest." I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I like this guy. Here's I why I do him. like him as well. Because he's not trying yeah. to sell the software, right? He didn't. He right. wasn't like, you know what? Yeah. This is a great money. You know, if, if it was an American story, the guy would have been a billionaire right now. He would have sold it and Tinder, Absolutely. and yep. they would have figured out how to incorporate it with Tinder and all these different companies. This guy said, "I'm not selling it." He's like, "I, I mission accomplished. I'm finished. Right. I'm full. I'm gonna take my girl to Ruth Chris or Outback or Seasons 52. I don't know if they have those in Russia. Yeah. I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> I Tucker Carlson's over there right now to, uh, eating at Seasons 52. He'll, tell you. He'll let you know. But um, but yeah, so this guy developed the software, found his wife. I thought it was pretty awesome. Pretty cool uh, article to read. They have Sentence 52. It's where you, you, <laughs> when you get jailed, you're there for a year. You, you, um, right. Log 52, yeah. <laughs> Derek, not, what do you not have? a fun place. Um, so look, NASA is looking for volunteers to live in a simulation of uh, Mars, like a compound on Mars. So uh, you have to be over 30. You got to be over 30. And you gotta can't be a smoker and you have to have a, a uh, you have to be an expert in STEM. But I mean, it seems like pretty decent digs. You have to live in it for a year hmm. in Houston. So you have to commit a year living in Houston. It's a 1,700 square foot habitat. Uh, everybody gets private bathroom. Well, they get two bathrooms, bedrooms. There's a rec area. And yeah, they're, they're just trying to prep us for that's the worst case scenario. what's the compensation what's the compensation here you're helping science there there is a stipend it, yeah, it, there's it's no not, compensation it's for science I, yeah. you know here's no. the thing i think that as much as we love that for science i think the reality tv world is going to jump on this before science gets sure. to jump on it you know we're going to start seeing big brother um yeah, yeah like something but it's like space now it's like it's like elevated version of they had living with they had that like on uh, Fox or something this past year, they did like a Big Brother in space. Like they did yeah. a literal like space, this Habanot thing and wow. celebrities were coming. They would get voted off and they had to go do missions and stuff. I actually really enjoyed it. But I, I think my, my view on this whole topic is tainted. Did you guys have growing up back in the video store days when your parents would go? And, you know, for me, it was like me and my brother could pick out something. And if there's nothing we want to see, we'd always just go back to the, uh, the same handful of movies. Yes. And just rent those Angels over and over. Field. For sure. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. For sure. What, Biodome was in heavy rotation for a while <laughs> for me. Paulie Shore, yeah. Stephen Baldwin. But it's like if I couldn't find anything I want to rent, it's like, I guess we'll just fire up Biodome again. And the plot <laughs> of that movie is basically Paulie Shore. And, uh, yeah, is this with Paulie Shore and Stephen Baldwin. And it's really tainted my view of the whole experience. I, I, I don't think I want to do art. Yeah. They had to figure out what, where on earth would be as hellish and hot and just awful conditions as Mars. And they picked Houston. So, <laughs> All right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, it's I don't know how, but they found me. You're listening to Johnny. The song is running. 
Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Dolan Weeks. He's the lead singer of indie rock band, I Don't Know How, But They Found Me, also known as IDK How. They just dropped their sophomore album, Gloom Division. So we spoke with Dolan about the new music and how his faith impacts his art. Here's our conversation with I Don't Know How, But They Found Me. Your new album, Gloom Division, is out now, which is so exciting. What really struck me when I listened to it was the religious imagery in so many songs. I wanted to specifically ask about your song, Satanic Panic. What's the story behind that song? Yeah, definitely. Um, I grew up in the 80s when the Satanic Panic was in full swing across America. I don't really know how much of a phenomenon it was through the rest of the world, but uh, particularly... Where I grew up in Utah, it, it was in full effect. And I remember as a child being forbidden from things like garbage pail kids, cards, and candy cigarettes, and like big league chew, you know, because it, uh, you know, it was bubble gum, but it looked like chewing tobacco. So all of those things, avoiding the appearance of evil, all of those things fell in the, under the umbrella of being satanic along with horror movies which I was never allowed to watch so so e even as a kid I, I kind of felt like it was a bit ridiculous and a, and a bit of a reach to say things like Big League Chew was satanic you know uh, so yeah the, the song was kind of inspired by uh, the, the silliness of that whole movement because it wasn't really about uh, Satan as a literary figure or if it, or as a, a figure in general. Really fervent movements like that, I feel, are more about identity politics and the structuring of power. You know, getting, getting people to attend on Sunday and, and uh, you know, stirring up, stirring up fervor. That, that sort of that sort of thing. Well, I really love that song. And like I said, there's a bit of a noticeable religious presence on other songs on the album. You mentioned growing up in a religious family. So I'd love to know, how has your faith impacted your music? Well, it's had a big influence on my life in, in general. Uh, I grew up in a very religious household, even though I, I never really uh, closely identified with other people who shared my faith. I uh, grew up in a LDS household, you know, Mormon. I was a Mormon missionary for two years in Oklahoma. And, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that I had that experience. I, I haven't been active for a long time, but it's still part of my identity, my identity and uh, the values that I, I grew up with and a lot of the beliefs within that 
system I, I still hold to. But I was never, never conservative. Even when I was, you know, a, a kid, when I was 15, I uh, didn't really identify with any other Mormons that, uh, that I knew of. None of them were into music and they were all very conservative, which I never was. And so, so it was difficult for me to, to tap into that sense of community that they all seemed to share because I always felt like I was sort of on the outside of whatever that community was. The things that I liked, the things I was into, or the, the causes that I supported, uh, they, they weren't shared by anybody else. And it took me a long time before I, I started to find other people uh, within that community that uh, shared the same sorts of ideas that I had. So how did you go from serving as a Mormon missionary to becoming a full-time musician? Well, being a musician was always something I wanted to do. It was one of my earliest memories was driving past a, a pawn shop with a guitar hanging in the window. I had to be five or six years old and I didn't even know what a guitar was. I just knew that I wanted that thing, you know, and so Christmas would come around and my parents would give me like a toy guitar or something and you know, they did their best, but uh, we grew up working class and and money for something like a musical instrument was not something that we had. So it wasn't until I was 15 or so that I saved up enough money to go buy a, a guitar. And, you know, that pursuit was not really something that I was encouraged to chase as a career. You know, it was looked at like a that's a cute hobby that you have. Um, but uh, eventually, you know, I went on a, a mission because I, I felt compelled to do that. And I was going to give it three months. And if by the end of that three months, if I didn't feel like I belonged out there, if I felt like this isn't what I should be doing, then I was going to, to head back home and pursue music full time. But, um, but I learned a lot while I was out there. And within that three month period that I gave myself, I had... The biggest and probably, uh, well, I've had spiritual experiences before, but the spiritual experience I had while I was serving my mission, it's, it's never been matched, I, I, I could say. And um, so I stayed, stayed the course and did the whole two years. And then when I got home, I was encouraged to, you know, get a job and go to college. And I kind of played, paid lip service to that idea for a little bit. I went to a few semesters and was working full time, but in between, in every moment that I could find, I was pursuing music. And that's when it stopped being like a cute hobby for everybody. And it started to become like this. Uh, he, he's not, he's not stopping. What's, what's wrong here? You're supposed to get your head out of the clouds and come back to real life. And uh, so it stopped being cute, you know, so it became more of a a worrisome. What, what's Dallin doing with his life? He's he's throwing it away. He's gonna <laughs> end up face down in a gutter with a needle in his arm or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I've I found that uh, pursuing music as a career, it can be whatever you you want to make it. You know, if you want to make it like 
a party like a lot of musicians do. It can be that, but you're probably not going to last very long if you do it that way. So uh, even when I was a teenager and I knew I wanted to pursue this, I always knew that I would treat it like any other job that I had. And um, luckily it's panned out. Yeah, thankfully it has worked out. Uh, and now you've released your first full-length solo album. You've obviously worked on albums with your previous bands, Panic at the Disco and the Brobecks. But what was it like creating this project completely on your own? Well, creatively speaking, and in that regard, it's kind of it's same as it ever was. Um, since about 2007 or 8 or so, I've, I've been on my own creatively. But I've always wanted to present what I do as... A band to the world. I wanted to perform my music live with friends and I wanted to bring my friends with me so that we could all, you know, share the ride together. You know, your successes and, and the things that you love, I've, I find you can enjoy them a lot more when you share them with people that you love. So I always wanted what I do to be a band. But as time progress, as time has progressed, I, I guess I've uh, been exposed to a little bit more reality of, of the sustainability of, of bands and how it's it's not super realistic over the course of long periods of time. And any band that that can make it happen, you know, God bless you and, and uh, congratulations. But um, yeah, I, I've I I, th I think I wanted to present my art under the, under the guise of being a band as a way of protecting myself as well. Like it's, it's not just that you get to, you know, enjoy successes with friends, but if something fails, you also have that, uh, support system around you. Like if we're going to succeed, we do it together. And if we, we fail, we'll fail together. So when you're a solo artist, you're very exposed on, on both sides of that. Your, your successes are your own, um, not not an entirely true statement because you know I do have a wonderful team of people that work with me, but your failures are definitely your own as a solo artist. And so, so presenting whatever I've done as as a band, whether it was Brobex or IDK Howe, it was always sort of a way of uh, protecting myself against you know if if I do this and it goes out into the world and and people don't like it then I can, I, I, I can share that, that feeling with other people and it doesn't have to all fall on my shoulders. But, um, but uh, now, now that it's officially on the books as, as solo, I have to sort of carry that burden for, bury, for, for better or for worse.
That was I Don't Know How But They Found Me. Make sure to check out their new album, Gloom Division. It's out now. All right, stay tuned up next. It's Fact or Fiction News Roundup. listening to Wallows. The song is Your Apartment. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, He's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right, it's time for Fact or Fiction News Roundup. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me does this. If you know the NPR uh, game show, quiz show yeah. on Saturdays. I'm going to give you two fake headlines and one real headline. and You have to tell me which one is real, Okay. Uh, Jesse, you guys are all very online, so I've, you guys will probably nail this. All right, Jesse, here we go. Two, two fake, one real. Tell me which one's real. Town implements a no Wi-Fi zone to encourage face-to-face interaction. Residents' reactions are mixed. Or, uh, hold on. Oh, God. That's one headline. <laughs> City's first underground park opens, featuring glow-in-the-dark plants for nighttime recreation. Or, family's dinner interrupted by a gingerbread man costume-clad visitor. Gingerbread man costume clad visitor. Which one's fake? Which one's or which one's the real one? I think the Wi-Fi zone sounds the most plausible to me because why? One, it's not gingerbread time of year, and two, even at Christmas, on the rung of things that people dress up as, gingerbread man has got to be it's yeah, below you know yeah. the obvious. So I'm going to go Wi-Fi zone. Real headline: Family's dinner interrupted by a gingerbread man costume clad visitor. Is there, there, is there context right. for this? No, I don't know. I was like, how did that get reported? Like a weird dude in a costume comes to a family's dinner. How did that make news? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, all right, Derek. Neighborhood watch program employs parrots as lookouts, citing their vigilance and memory. Robber's getaway car stolen mid heist by another thief <laughs> or farm introduces goat yoga classes, claiming it boosts happiness and farm tourism. Which one's the real I'm head? Going, I'm going with the second one. That that one is the so robber's getaway car stolen mid heist by yes. another thief is the real headline. Good job, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but go, but goat yoga is real. I got friends that do goat yoga for sure. But that second one just was too too. It was too crazy to be fake. Yeah. What part of Baltimore was that at? Just, right. just, kidding, just kidding. All right, Marty. Here we go. Russia. Lo- <laughs> Marty, uh, burglar uses Uber as getaway car, easily tracked by police. Or local man's pet squirrel helps thwart burglary, becomes honorary police mascot. Or digital detox camp for adults becomes unexpected hit. Waitlist grows. I'm gonna do the first one. one. First one. 
The real one about the burglar using yes. Uber as a getaway yes. car is the real headline. People are People that stupid. Are that's so why. stupid. That's why. But, well, yeah. hold on. Did, did the Uber driver rat him out? I feel like there's a code there. I, I, like, I, I, I want my Uber driver involved in, and he it doesn't need to. He doesn't need to know where I'm going or what I'm up to. And if and if something nefarious has happened, I'll tip you. Okay, five stars, my dude. Five stars. All right, Jesse. Here we go. Uh, dentist performs over thirty procedures in one visit, leading to lawsuit, or. Diner offers discount to customers who can solve a math problem before ordering. Or, city's new traffic plan. Just avoid that one really bad intersection. That's the quote. Uh, what's the real headline? I, I really hope it's number three, because that's another common sense thing. I'm all about common sense. Just go around it. <laughs> uh, the actual real headline is, Dentist performs over 30 procedures in one visit, leading to a lawsuit. Wow. I know. I, 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 as someone who hates a dentist and only goes like every couple of years, thirty's nothing. I get I get years work done. Get them all. If I'm in if I'm in the chair, just yeah. knock them all out. Trend Hit every two. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. All right, uh, Derek. City council approves a law requiring pets to have raincoats in wet weather. Airport to introduce yoga sessions for passengers during flight delays. Or seventy-two-year-old woman chases naked intruder out with a shovel. <laughs> we're going. We're going with the seventy-two-year-old. <laughs> That's absolutely right. That was the real one. Again, again. Who's reporting this? How is this reporting? Right, you know. <laughs> Bruh, did, no, did, that's, it just makes sense. <laughs> was there a journalist just walking down the street and like this? This transpired in front of them. Otherwise, who's calling the newsroom? You know. All right, uh, Marty. Uh, man mistakenly drives across four states following GPS to a dead end. <laughs> restaurant group throws <laughs> restaurant group throws crayons and pepper sprays manager over gratuity dispute. Restaurant group throws crayons and pepper sprays manager over gratuity dispute. Or local zoo's penguin elected as honorary mayor for the day. I want number two to be real, but I think penguin is the real one. What do you th- what do you, is the it? real one is the restaurant group throws crayons <laughs> and pepper sprays manager over gratuity dispute. Yeah, I, I want that one to be real, but I want it is also, real. I feel like yeah, I, I really wanted also the penguin one, but I could see that one being after all this restaurant talk. Probably what? What? Where was it at? Did it tell you where that, it was that's at? Like, no, was that Chili's? Chili's or season fifty-two or something? That's yeah. like half the videos in my X algorithm right now is stuff like exactly. that. It, it will be. It will be. I feel like I hear stories about that in the Atlanta restaurants. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Atlanta restaurants yeah. are known for that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, last round. Here we go. Jesse, you're up. Uh, school adopts virtual reality field trips. First stop, Mars. New smartphone app translates your pet's thoughts into words. Ooh. Or missing another 15,000 chicks from an Ontario chicken farm. Uh, I'm going to go the most newsworthy seems to be the chicks. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that one. That, that, real that is the, the real headline is 15,000 chicks are missing from a, uh-huh. from a chicken farm. And it's just still unsolved. <laughs> I don't know. Just cause it's, I, I'll be honest. Sounds legitimately concerning. <laughs> Who could have possibly pulled this off? That's a lot of chickens. How do you get uh, away with 15,000 15, chickens? That's a lot. You're right. That's, honestly, it's crazy. Honestly, that's a very difficult heist. I, I'm someone who they're is not, They're not going along with you. They're not like cows that you can just lead away. 
chickens are going everywhere. It's called exactly. herding chickens. Like it's, it's a hard saying. task. Yeah. yeah, I'm so I love heist stuff, and I think about heist all the time. And the, the team that you need to pull it off. Yeah, the van, the van guy, the surveillance one, the, the muscle, guy. the, the sweet talker the guy. Yeah. The, yeah, the hacker yeah. that's that's you know. Any five uh, and minutes then, in the mainframe, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost there. The tiny guy who does acrobatics, a contortionist. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in thinking about all the logistics that would go into a heist like this is is pretty impressive. I'm I've I, what a crew, what a crew. Fifteen thousand chicks. Wow. Um, all right, Derek. University offers course on surviving zombie acompl- uh, apocalypses, citing popular demand, or. Uh, coffee shop bans laptops, promotes, quote, return to conversation, or subway worker fatally shot over sandwich condiment dispute. Oh, which one I'm going to be? Did you say fatally? Fatally shot. Uh, that is the real story. A subway worker was fatally shot over sandwich condiment dispute. The Yikes. world we live in. Human, humans, bro. Wow. <laughs> All right, Marty. This is where my pessimism, this is where yeah. my pessimism comes from. <laughs> Play it to my advantage. We yeah. got chicks. We got mass chick chicken heist. <laughs> 17, Marty, 72 last year olds running. All right, uh, Marty. Man uses diaper box to create fake license plates. Or world's first underwater hotel goes bankrupt due to leaks. Or National <laughs> National Park announces plans to introduce Wi-Fi for quote better selfie opportunities. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with number one, the number one story. The man one. uses diaper box to create yeah. fake license plates is correct. Yeah. That is it the had real to be story. New York, you know this. I don't know where it is, but it sounds like something a New Yorker would do. That's like homeless and figuring things out and making money on the side. <laughs> There you go. So uh, well, congrats, crazy. Derek. You won uh, the first edition of Factor Fiction News Roundup. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank, I don't know how, but they found me for joining us today. Make sure to check out their new album, Gloom Division, wherever you get your music. Also, uh, make sure to check out issue 114 of Relevant. It's available now at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. You can read um, a large selection of features, including Brooke Lidgertwood. Uh, Need to Breathe, Mike Todd, so many others. It's available for free, presented by The Covenant, available now on Apple TV. And if you want the enhanced edition, you can get it with Relevant Plus. You get the digital magazine plus ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, an ad-free version of this podcast, and more. Plans start as low as $250 a month. It's the best way to experience our content. Go check it out by clicking the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Marty. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com.
I want to go early and enjoy those years. Relevant Podcast Network.